I'm Erica. I'm Max. And I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Erica, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Let's see. I'm Erica. I am slowly coming off of Twitter and more and more on the Discord, so I'm just going to plug the Topic Lords Discord. If you, like the rest of us, are fleeing Twitter, it is a very nice community to be part of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't recommend more highly the idea of, like, you know, everybody's going to co-host and Mastodon and also Hive for some reason, even though it seems like it's just Twitter again, which is like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> and I'm on co-host and Mastodon. You can find me there. But I really can't recommend highly, highly enough just like leaving social media behind and just finding a small community. Yeah. I was actually in the Kingdom of Loathing chat for several years, and I'm still friends with people who I know through that chat. And that was sort of like ongoing, um, repeated interactions that I feel like uh, are necessary to actually form a community and to form friendships and stuff. Right. Um, and I, I like this sort of chat room situation better. We may run into a problem uh, where we are going to have to think about moderation uh, in our Discord community. Um we should probably talk about I've got that. good news, and it's that nobody's joined the Discord in a couple of months, so growth <laughs> is very low. Okay. That's great news. Uh, thank you for sharing. <laughs> I met Erica through uh, fellow Lord Jenny's birthday party, I think. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And so, uh, a virtual birthday party. Uh, so... Yeah, you should just go to people's virtual birthday parties. Even if you don't know anyone, <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's enough public links to things that you could just... You need some kind of virtual birthday um, birthday party crashing app that yeah. allows you to join anybody's birthday. Crash some virtual weddings, listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely want to be the guy who's like, wait, I thought you invited him. <laughs> you should stand up and make all of those like grunting noises that were on the, the airlines thing. Did, did the- like come to anything did we figure this I out i stopped hearing about it which makes I, I assume they must have fixed it i don't know or the problem went away when the guy got so much attention right yeah or it's just a natural part of life now right <laughs> that's that's what i'm hoping for i'm gonna plug rehashing old topics on topic lords. <laughs> it's a time-honored topic tradition uh max would you like to introduce yourself or do you have any anything to plug uh, I'm Max Yamasaki. I would like to plug the book Piranesi by Susanna Clark. Piranesi is spelled P-I-R-A-N-E-S-I. Uh, and it's a lovely, pretty short uh, fiction book that's kind of magical and very strange and kind of lonely and dark, but uh, in a positive way. Hmm. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Are we ready to start on some topics? Absolutely. Max, your topic is freesound.org and the delight of sharing things without fame. Yeah. Uh, so recently I was working on a little game uh, and I needed some sounds of uh, a pop can being crushed. And so I went to freesound.org. It's a website where people can post sound. Generally, people put like a Creative Commons attribution license or sometimes no attribution. Uh, and you can just download these sounds. And most often it's like sound effects. It's like, or, and they're like less than a second long, or they're like eight hours long. And it's like the ambient sounds of Central Park or something. Right. (laughs) 
That's really cool. Yeah. This is a great website for like, if there's a copyrighted sound you want to use, you can upload it to freesound.org, label it as Creative Commons Attribution, <laughs> and then download it and you're free and, free and clear. Yeah. It's like money, money laundering, but for sound. Yeah. It's sound laundering, wave laundering. Oh. Do they have like um uh like a catchphrase like freesound.org? It's not all Wilhelm. <laughs> Do, um, I hope free yes, freesound.org has a catchphrase. I don't think it does though. I don't think it does either. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. When I was in high school, um we did um uh we did a play. I don't I don't even remember if I was in this play. Like there was a guy um named John who like did all of the um, kind of like community plays of all ages kids. And um, I think this was a play that was called The Mouse That Roared or something. About Disney? No, I, I don't even remember what it was about. I think it was about politics or something. It would have been weird to have like um, middle schoolers playing this, but uh, there you go. That's community theater for you. Uh, but there we needed like a lion roaring noise and there was not one available except if you wanted to like purchase it from like a broadway or off-broadway uh place that specialized in those things an off-broadway lion yeah yeah (laughs) it was was very expensive to purchase the off-broadway lion noise so um my uh my director john was able to purchase um uh, for cheap, the noises of a uh, camel giving birth, and that, <laughs> sound, that sounds enough like a roaring that it was like played during all of the scene changes, and people just thought it was a lion. Um, Perfect. But we we didn't have anything like freesound.org at the time. <laughs> I like the idea of a, of play, extending that out as kind of a false fact, like ha, um, the real fact that like when when they play like a bald eagle sound, uh, it not like. Bald eagles don't sound impressive enough, so they use other birds. But it's yeah, like, they use the red-tailed hawk. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But extending it, be like, did you know that lions roaring don't actually sound like that? That's actually just the sound of a camel giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, lions roaring, like unless it's like a real roar, um, it just sounds kind of like a little grunt. It's not actually that. Yeah, no. Uh, what the lions do is yeah, they open their mouths and they they signal the camel to give birth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the biogeography works out there. But I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah. So, um, so what did you get from freesound.org? Oh, a can crushing. You said right. Yeah, I um, if you want, I can send you the can crushes that I I ended up choosing. <laughs> but there's uh, the thing that was enjoyable. It's people uploading for like no credit and no benefit. It's like you know you don't really see anything. You just hear a little slice into people's lives where it's like all the people who've decided to upload the sound of a can being crushed. Uh, and some of them you can hear just like in their garage or in a driveway or just in their house. And some are like crushing with my foot or like crushing uh, with a vice grip. And then there's also like a lot of like people just recording like the park near my house. They also have like random sound of the day because people rate sounds as well. So there is yeah. like some credit and then the other day when i or i was looking around there was uh the sound of the day was phil and phil was someone's friend uh pretending to be a bird (laughs) Uh, and uh here i'll send that one to you 
I had a roommate named Bill once, and like all of his passwords to everything, like um, checking like phone messages and stuff, were were Phil in numbers, uh, and like the garage key was Phil and everything. <laughs> I wonder if this is just what happened to Phil is that he's a, a guy who is somebody who, somebody's friend who makes bird noises. <laughs> Are you? Did you also just Poor give Phil. away uh, Phil's? Like all of Phil's passwords. Oh yeah, and then uh-huh. everyone named like everyone who knows someone named Phil is just gonna be like, ah, oh, <laughs> now I can get into Phil's house. Yeah, I can get into Phil's phone now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that guy was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doxing Phil. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> like the other thing about it is that I love seeing on indie games when people attribute sounds to. Uh, and I've seen it actually on some AAA games too, <laughs> but like some free sounds and then just like the usernames of these like free sound yeah. uh, posters. Uh, and it's like, you have no choice over like, it's impossible to indicate based on someone's username, like how good the sound is going to be. Like mm-hmm. when I was listening to 200 different like can crush sounds, there's some that are like so-and-so audio. And it's like, uh, oh, this is a terrible can crush. But then like, uh, I found one that was pretty good, and I was like, "Wow, it's like really nicely recorded. It's a very clean, good sound of a can being crushed." Uh, and the person's username is Smokin' Wee-U. <laughs> <laughs> Uh And I'm so excited that if I release this game uh, in the credits, will be thank you to Smokin' Wee-U Alt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look at the ending, the credits of all my games have listings of dozens of users of free sound uh and also dozens of people from openclipart.org yeah and if you go to um moby games the moby games like these people have contributed to so many games <laughs> like and some and moby games has actually tracked down their real names in some instances <laughs> so they'll say like the person's real name credited as ninja trapper x you know like yeah. Oh, is that Phil? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know his passwords now. (laughs) I watch a lot of YouTube videos and like um, a a lot of the background music is Kevin McLeod. I don't know if you've been to his website, um, but he is just this musical um, fountain. Like he has written like thousands of things that can be used as background music to stuff. And all he requires is that you just give him credit. Right. Um, and um, his music is really amazing and he doesn't want to deal with um, permissions and emails and stuff. Like he, he wants you to just drop all that crap out and, um, and just use it and credit him. And I watch videos where I recognize his music um, from games and stuff and um, people don't credit him. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> the one thing that he asked, and they, they won't even go that far on their, you know, 75,000 view uh, videos and stuff, which I think is um, crappy and ungenerous of people. Um, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, but his his music, um, even though he does have like thousands of tracks, it's all it's all so good that it's like recognizable you know so you can uh you can identify it anywhere whereas like i, I don't know i don't know if i'm ever going to be able to like identify an individual can crush to the, <laughs> to the level of being like 
Oh, it's smoke Wii U alt. <laughs> my yeah, that's my new life dream is to become a a free sound connoisseur. Where like I'll be playing uh some shooter and then I'll be like I'll step on a brick and I'll be like ah oh, that like brick drop five from <laughs> uh dope dragon sixty nine on free sound. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 Why do you know that? I have my reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, today's free sound of the day is rageloop.wav, an energetic loop. An ener- energetic, <laughs> an energetic loop. That would be an excellent s- slogan for freesound.org. We should um, like bracket this segment with the energetic loop then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's the energetic loop sound. Uh... I'll, give, I'll give Esper a little boop to put it in. Boop. <laughs> Whenever there's a lull in the conversation, just say boop, and then there'll be the rage noise. Boop. Uh, so I've been looking through my download history on freesound.org, where there are like 300 no- sounds that I've downloaded over the past 10 years. And it's, uh, th- there's this like se- streak of like a dozen like woman screams in pain, scream group women. <laughs> psycho scream girl scream and it i just look like a complete psychopath but i was just making a game where people got scared i was just making a game (laughs) officer i was just making a game (laughs) that's true my recent ones also are like light switch off knife being dropped knife being sharpened can being crushed dog food in bowl slow knock Boop. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely hard to find like so- sounds that you would think would be just be there are hard to come by like i spent a long time trying to find and then trying to find the components of like a uh, a sound of a pneumatic tube being delivered mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i i think and i think it's because the people who use freesound.org are like i want to contribute to freesound.org what noises can I make with the things on my desk? Mm. And they, they make those noises and they upload some stuff. And I think that's how it, it happens. And none of them have a pneumatic tube delivery system on their desk. We have them for our banks here in Texas. I don't know why, um, but the first time I had to use one, um, the teller was looking at me through a screen and was kind of registering my surprise at being delivered a tube. <laughs> uh, and like... Uh, she was like laughing at me as I was kind of like jumping around trying to like get at the tube and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember those. I, can, I, I yeah. So the screen really puts a damper on it because then they can tell when you're filling it with shit and you're going to send it to yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we we have to do a topic on pneumatic tubes. They've got their they've got their Gallagher tarp. They're going to lift up their lift it up in front of their face. Yeah, I I I lived on an island uh, where the entire island was pneumatic tubed out to the rest of the world. But I'm gonna save it for another topic. Yeah, that sounds like a topic for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's real strange. Yeah, listeners, look forward to future topic lords episode. <laughs> Next time on topic lords, sometime Ooh. in the future on topic <laughs> lords. <laughs> I mean, Erica, if you want to be on every show, you're welcome. Oh my god! <laughs> I get so excited about being on, and then um, it it's like it rolls around, uh, and it's like nine o'clock, and I'm getting ready to go to bed, and I'm like, oh my god, it's 
time for topic words. <laughs> Dead or topic like, words. All right, all right, get psyched, get psyched. Make a warm cup of tea. We're going to do this. <laughs> we should make a system so you can like topic lord from your sleep. Like you put on a helmet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in Hypnospace Outlaw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dreams are like, uh, I, I've been, you know, documenting them in the announcements channel and Topic Lords, but my dreams are um, definitely like uh, like whole weird books unto themselves. So like, I, I think I could do it probably. Like it could be, it could be conversational in my sleep. <laughs> uh, by the way, I was looking through, uh, I opened up, I'm okay, I opened up Smoke and Wii U Alt's uh, profile on freesound.org. Yeah. And uh, I, I I noticed on the side, uh, Smoke and Wii U Alt's uh, most used tags, and it has it in one of those like word clouds with the the some being bigger. Uh, and then bathroom is massive, and then there's a massive water, and that says flushing, very small. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's recording his bathroom in Flushing Queens, is what I'm getting out of that. are we ready for another topic sure (laughs) erica your topic is shutting down the ff2 arg twitter account yeah i just wanted to mention this because it's um it's kind of timely and you know if i'm gonna talk about this i'm gonna talk about it now um so i i guess uh you started this account um is the jig up yet and it was not um it was not clearly related to the ARG um, and nobody knew who ran it, but it was, or, or just stating like this thing might be frog fractions too. And then uh, tweeting back. No, right. Afterwards. Right. Um, and, and it was a series of like Wikipedia pages. Um, uh, and I have it, um, I have it downloaded and I'd like to archive it somewhere and maybe we can upload it in the show notes, but it's got like the best Wikipedia pages on it. <laughs> and um, I I loved it so much. And I just, I don't know what's happening with Twitter as a website. So I locked the account and it doesn't, this account doesn't follow anybody. So now uh, nobody has access to it. But it just had um, like <sighs> Wikipedia articles like um, toe cleavage you know, toe cleavage might be frog fractions too. <laughs> um, one of them was drop bear, which is like a hoaxing Aust- uh, contemporary Australian for- uh, folklore f- featuring a predatory carnivorous version of the koala right. that drops on you from above. Um, there's uh, like various cats who have jobs who are featured and um, <laughs> cats who have jobs might be frog fractions too. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I, one of the ones that I liked a lot was StarCraft might be Frog Fractions too, but it was a link to like the RV called the StarCraft. Uh-huh. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> um, yeah, this is like some of the best prime real estate on uh, Wikipedia. Caduzzle might be Frog Fractions too. Caduzzle was Caduzzle. the first, uh, yeah, first fully automated grocery store in the United States. Um, it shows all these like. I, I should um, really like. You said you downloaded this because I should just use. Yeah. Use, we should use all these as topics because. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they seem pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. We should also, you know, maybe answer some of the questions that get sent in at some point. But yeah, these 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 would be great topics. Like, there's just such a wealth of stuff in here. Um, 
I don't even remember how I found them, but there was a, a, a part of the year when you kind of handed over some of the stuff to me where I went through like this big explosion of wanting to try to find things on Wikipedia that would not be uh, linked to each other. And I don't know how I did that, but I remember it being like a, a huge amount of time to try to find things that were like not um, directly related to each other and covered a huge variety of topics, like right. a huge variety of, um, of like interesting, weird historical things and uh, stuff from other parts of the world and like uh, things that only exist in director's cuts of like unknown movies and like all all kinds of stuff. So I think um, part of it was just trying to write down as many unrelated ideas uh, as possible. And then I like other of the stuff, I don't know how it did, you know, it came to be like Caduzel, for example, like uh, it's not something that I knew about before. So I must have... Um, I must have gone like 10 links out from uh, a previous article to find, you know, uh, to find that or something. Um, 10 links out would be a good uh, title for like a Wikipedia podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 10 links out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We did end up like um, putting one puzzle into this uh, to kind of indicate that this account... um, was related to the ARG. Um, So there started to be like little typos that appeared and the typos um, ended up pointing, like uh, pointing to a solution for one of the existing puzzles. Um, And I remember somebody kind of um, tweeting their disappointment that it turned out that this was actually part of the ARG. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember, I remember also myself being, disappointed that I had kind of let people know that uh, that this was one of the ARG properties. But then at the end, instead of announcing that Frog Fractions 2 had come out, um, I tweeted Frog Fractions might be Frog Fractions 2 and linked to the original Frog Fractions Wikipedia page. <laughs> And then, um, and then basically indicated that the account had been destroyed when the game launched. So it was not, uh, there was, there was no celebration. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was as if the whole thing had been destroyed by the launching of the game, um, which I thought was kind of fun. But, you know, whoever you are who indicated your, uh, disappointment, uh, that, that this, uh, account was actually part of the ARG. I, I hear you and I, I actually think you're right. I think, <laughs> I think this account should have been secretly linked to the ARG, but nobody would ever find out. Um, that's the way I would have done it uh, if we had a redo on And that. similarly, the game should have been secretly launched, but no one ever would find out. Yeah. <laughs> I would be okay It was really that. disappointed yeah. when it, people found out it exists. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I. Um, boop. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I'm looking at an article on The Verge that was uh, written about this. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, about. It's. It's about the the finding of it, but it it yeah. mentions. It says uh, a Twitter account titled "Is the Jig Up Yet?" became one such arbiter of these assumptions, questioning whether everything 
from Star Trek's Worf to the concept of toe cleavage was frog fractions too. Oh yeah, toe cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> there, I mean, it's funny that they use that one also because there's probably like several hundred topics on this on this page. But there's only yeah. one best topic. There's only one toe cleavage. <laughs> really, there's okay math for eight. Is there eight toe cleavage? Is is toe cleavage what I assume it is? Is it? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Um, I'm sure many people appreciate it, but my brain doesn't work that way. So to me, it's just like the the little kind of um, spacing in between your toes being sort of uh, shoved into a shoe in a way that resembles uh, cleavage of boobs or a butt crack. Right. So you can <laughs> just slightly see the, the space between the toes. Right, right. The last puzzle in the ARG was never solved. And so if you want that feeling of like, uh, we, sh- we should have uploaded the game where nobody would be able to find it. Uh, I did actually upload a last puzzle that was never solved. And I think it's not solvable now. And I don't know how much I want to uh, give away about what it uh, what the answer was or even how to solve no, it. Yeah. No, no, this should remain unsolvable yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that... Um, I mean, I think I I think technically it's unsolvable now. Um, but I, That's I did fantastic. design. Yeah, I did design it um, for uh, one of the uh, one of the ARG solvers named Duke BG. That was his uh, screen name. He's Ukrainian. Uh, he I've been kind of checking up on him uh, because he's in Kiev. You know, I, I think about him from time to time. Yeah. Good night, Winston. Good night, (laughs) night, Winston. (laughs) Good night, Winston. We love you, Winston. (laughs) But uh, Duke uh, was a real fan of fonts. Um, So the puzzle was sort of buried. Uh, It was like several layers deep. um, But it was uh, the first thing that you were hit with was like a font puzzle. And, uh, you know, I think if if I want to say anything about the puzzle, I would like to indicate that it was uh, kind of aimed at him. He was the person who solved the puzzle out of Firewatch, um, where a shape had to be placed over kind of a random assortment of characters. Oh, yeah. And, and he wrote an algorithm to kind of shimmy the shape around and move it around and rotate it and um, expand it and contract it uh, to find the answer to that puzzle. That's incredible. Yeah, he's he's really talented, but uh, I I think that the solvers in the arg didn't uh, uh, often felt like they wanted credit for having solved the arg, like they didn't want all the attention on the people writing the arg. Yeah, <laughs> but the the people who were writing the arg, uh, I can say for certain, like were very um, aware of like who was solving things and how good they were at at doing those particular puzzles and stuff like we really appreciated the solvers yeah definitely yeah mm. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right <laughs> new topic new topic bring on the topics uh, my topic is leisure in the 70s and this is specifically about the word leisure which apparently like i haven't used the word leisure or heard the word leisure used except in the context of the 70s hmm. like so this came up when I found out that Atari's motto in the 70s was was innovative leisure, like mm-hmm. new ways to not be at work. <laughs> uh, and there was another video game company called Allied Leisure. And then there's a, a the company that was like 
doing like DVD releases of the Dragon's Lair games was called Digital Leisure. And apparently like for a certain age of people, leisure means play. Like that's just another word for like having a good time. Right. And I just wanted to drill down on that. There's also a game called Leisure Suit Larry, right? right? That's prob- that was- that's probably in fact that has to be like that is my primary source for like what the word means. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I would I would have thought leisure meant um like relaxation. Yeah. yeah. Rather yeah. than play. Well, yeah. I mean, I I looked it up before putting this topic in and it just means you're like time off of work basically. <laughs> I really enjoy uh I'm looking right now at the Wikipedia page for leisure. Yeah. And the like the selection of what f- photos they use for like w- like what photos to show someone to explain the concept of leisure is good. Um, yeah, no, okay, now I have to see this. Uh-huh, public <laughs> parks, a man relaxing on a couch. I love how this man is relaxing on a couch. Uh-huh, yeah. So he he looks like one of those awkward cats that's like lying with its like head below its but and then like the the paws dangling down. I would believe uh, this photo to be part of an arg. This man on a couch. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's so suspicious. There's the two <laughs> the two windows that are shining like the the um, brightness on the wall the far wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks that looks suspicious. There's a roll yeah. of toilet paper. Whoa! Yeah, and it like I think it is in the photo, but it just looks photoshopped there. Like, it just looks like someone took a clip art of, like, a, a roll of toilet paper, and they're just like, we need toilet paper, right? <laughs> That's kind of gross, also. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I imagine that somebody was like, oh, I'm going to get that picture of my friend Phil up, you know, yeah. while he's, like, relaxing on the couch next to his toilet paper. <laughs> Why is there toilet paper on the couch? I guess because they're wearing uh, filthy shoes indoors. Uh Oh, yeah, it's true. I'm like, no wonder you need a couch cover for some reason on your leather couch. Uh, I'm really unclear on the shape of this couch. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's one of these ones that has the wings that can be propped up. Mm-hmm. But he's got it, instead of having a couch cover, he's got some kind of like sheet on it. Mm. And I think he's wearing an Adidas shirt and gross Nike shoes. There's a lot like really weird about this picture. He's got um, also like a beach towel and a lantern. Uh, And I have no idea what his plans are, you know? (laughs) He's got two lanterns. Are those lanterns? I think so. I I thought that was a coffee grinder at first, but I guess you're you're right. That is a lantern. Yeah. I, okay. My updated analysis of what's happening in this photo is... Uh, this is someone who has just moved into an apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only have this couch. This couch is their prized furniture possession. They don't have a bed yet. They have two lanterns, though. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That really blows my theory out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm just being pedantic. <laughs> maybe the maybe the uh, maybe the lanterns are on loan to this relaxing guy. Yeah. I want Richie X to contribute a a leisure photo. I feel like Richie X. Are you guys familiar with Richie X? No. I don't know. Like, is he just famous, or is he just famous in my own mind? <laughs> this might. This guy might just be like famous only to me. So this is unknown. This is a a guy who spent like let's see, 
Let me let me look at his Wikipedia history. Uh, at since 2007, his entire like usage of Wikipedia has been like uploading pictures of his penis, um, oh. <laughs> uh, and and also defending it against requests for deletion. Wow! Uh, like obviously, Wikipedia needs pictures of penis uh-huh. and foreskin because there's a ent- Wikipedia entry for, for for foreskin, and like here here you go in case you need a picture of some foreskin. Here it is. Um, but he's been doing this like since 2007, at least. And I feel like he could really contribute to the leisure category. Yeah, yeah, he definitely could. I kind of think he would like lose the the uh, takedown request of that one, but it depends on how tastefully <laughs> he does the photography. Right, um, right. Yeah. Maybe if he photoshopped this man on a couch, just like relaxing on uh, Richie's foreskin, you know, like. Or on some peony. Right. <laughs> a foreskin relaxing on a couch. Yeah. So, <laughs> a foreskin at leisure. So Max, to uh, to your point about this uh, this person uh, relaxing after moving in with their like one possession and maybe two borrowed lanterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the person who uploaded it is named Amin. And its own work. It's it's uh, cited as own work. And um, if you go to his page, uh, his page says, Hello, I am Ammon. And then uh, you can go to his user page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says that he was born in Iran under unfavorable circumstances and entered the Netherlands as a refugee shortly after birth, where, where I've lived ever since. His favorite book is The Selfish Gene, and he believes that genes are immortal survival machines that use our disposable bodies to endlessly replicate themselves. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> this guy needs a break. That's what <laughs> Yeah, he's tired of his genes using him, and he's just looking to relax. <laughs> this guy does have a backstory. <laughs> On the leisure Wikipedia page, uh, the last bit of the like above the content box summary is uh, the concept of leisure as a human right was realized in Article Forty Two of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Huh? But is there? Should I? Ha- should I be having rights that I don't know about? <laughs> this, I mean, have you read the Magna Carta? No. Maybe you should. <laughs> Uh, see I, what I see also... what Lou says about leisure and foreskin. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, my poor cat is is in here meowing. I don't know if you can hear him, but he's very confused about why I'm awake right now. <laughs> yeah. Roy, is it Roy? Yeah, it's Roy. Roy is expecting to have run of the house and is just like, why? Why am I not alone, awake at These night? These are my leisure hours, Erica. <laughs> These are my leisure hours. <laughs> He wants to be curled up on the bed. Instead, he I have wa- to beg wants... for pets. <laughs> he wants his schedule. That's what he wants. He wants his uh, scheduled leisure time. Right, right. <laughs> this Wikipedia page also has types of leisure, if you saw that. Oh, where there's I didn't see that. Serious leisure, reading, casual leisure, and project-based leisure. Where's cat leisure? <laughs> cat leisure. Th- I think this is only human leisure. Oh, okay. Own hmm. Wikipedia. <laughs> How universal are these rights if they don't apply to cats? 
project-based leisure really seems like it it contradicts the idea of leisure as a as a way to not work. Yeah, but it's the only way. My brain is convinced that that's like the only worthwhile time is project leisure. Oh yeah, because you grew up under capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> is, is that what it is, or is it my genes fighting? <laughs> your your immortal genes using you. Yeah, <laughs> he believes in genes, but he doesn't believe in evolution. Really? Well, because they're immortal genes. Like genes don't exist forever in their original form. Yeah. I okay. I mean, I think uh, under some definitions of immortal, something can still die. They're just not going to die of old age. Oh, see, I was thinking the other way where it's like, it's that the genes as a concept are continuing and just changing. So is it dying? Let's get, yeah, let's get Amin on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just really hash out this definition. Yeah, 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 we're going to, we're going to need to, we're going to need to bring some scientists in here. (laughs) No, no, just Amin is good. We'll we'll invite him on as like a project based uh, leisure project. <laughs> <laughs> this is this podcast is definitely project based leisure. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Are we ready for another topic? Sure. For this topic, we're going to be reading the poem "Snow" by David Berman. Who would like to read this poem? Um, I can read it. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just introduce it. Um, this was um, uh stapled to the wall in a laundromat in Massachusetts uh, probably in the early 2000s um, and it didn't have an author and I, it just became my favorite poem and like when the, the internet ramped up like I looked for it everywhere um, it has to do with snow angels which are generally kind of um, you know um, a symbol of innocence and purity and fun and childhood um, and um, kind of like strong memories of the winter. Uh, so it's a little hard to find because the poem doesn't quite read like that. So Snow by David Berman. Walking through a field with my little brother, Seth, I pointed to a place where kids had made angels in the snow. For some reason, I told him that a troop of angels had been shot and dissolved when they hit the ground. He asked who had shot them, and I said, a farmer. Then we were on the roof of the lake. The ice looked like a photograph of water. Why? he asked. Why did he shoot them? I didn't know where I was going with this. They were on his property, I said. When it's snowing, the outdoors seem like a room. Today I traded hellos with my neighbor. Our voices hung close in the new acoustics. A room with walls blasted to shreds and falling. We returned to our shoveling, working side by side in silence. But why were they on his property? He asked. Yeah, that's that's the end of it, in case it wasn't clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love this poem so much. It's very good. I really like it, yeah. It's it, it's very much like, this is a very particular re- relationship someone has with their little brother. Right. <laughs> they just like, they make shit up and like the brothers will be very <laughs> right. curious about it. Yeah, I like when I'm not when I'm reading it in my head, like not in my own voice, really, like it reads a lot faster. And it's so funny because I hear it sort of from the older brother's side, right? Like, you know, the older brother is is having this like beautiful, sensational wonder, awe at the snowy world. But like, he's not 
protecting his little brother. Like, he doesn't care about his little brother's experience. He's just messing. Yeah, he's yeah. just messing with him. <laughs> um, and, uh, like, the little brother, like, just takes him so seriously, you know. <laughs> it's probably, like, more sinister than I give it credit for. But when I when I read it, like, stapled to the laundromat wall, I just, I loved it because in some ways it was, like, there's so much Christmas stuff and there's so much like saccharine niceness and beauty of the world and love thy neighbor stuff and this poem has moments of that but it also has this kind of like just darkness yeah yeah someone who does not give a shit about whether a child grows up understanding the world yeah yeah it's very like calvin's dad yeah Right. So my sister told me this story at one point about how she had asked me how to spell the word beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I told her how to spell butiful, like B U T T I F. Jim. And she just apparently did this for years wow. because she figured I knew, knew what I was talking about. Uh-huh. And I have no memory of doing this, but also, like, I was definitely an asshole. Like yeah. <laughs> definitely sounds like you. I mean, it checks out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, from from kind of like an older perspective on like, per, uh, perspective on this poem now that I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, this this guy is bad. Like, he's yeah. like, it's a bad older he, brother. Yeah, he's a bad older brother, and like. There's so much responsibility that you have towards kids not to treat them this way. It is so like, hard not to use Winston's like cute mispronunciations back at him uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it's so yeah. cute. And yeah. I want it to like it could be the the thing our family does, right? And the the little just just a little in joke that we all have together. Except that Winston really believes it, and one day he's going to find out when he's like twenty that yeah. <laughs> this word isn't pronounced this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I take this very seriously. But you can you can do it a little. <laughs> <laughs> My family, uh, I'm in Seattle, and I uh, pronounced as a very little baby the space needle as space noodle. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, everyone loves that, and they're like, they would correct me, but they would also be like, yeah, the space noodle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. Uh, and then for my like seventh birthday, some cousins were visiting and we went to the Space Needle and in the gift shop was pasta shaped like the Space Needle. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, and did it say Space Noodle on it? Yes, it did. Oh, wow. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so clearly what that means is that if Winston mispronounces something, uh, you can... If you allow it to be, it will form into the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I was in the Netherlands uh, when I was, like, six with my mom. And uh, uh, she was like, okay, what do you want to eat? And I was like, let's get Burger King. And she was like, are you serious? Like, no, no, no. We are in a different country, and you can try new things. And there's not going to be even a Burger King here. We're, like, we're in Amsterdam. Uh-huh. And it's like down this very like nice old street, uh, and then we round a corner, and there's just like a Burger King there. 
That's very funny because I was I was also going to tell the story of my mispronunciation and then I was like, oh, it's so embarrassing that I can like let it go. But I think it's been formed into the world now. Like when I was a little kid, uh, I also loved Burger King and I would yell in the back of the car, Booger King, Booger King. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandma would bring this up to me until I was like 15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there are ways to do it that are just, like, playful in ways where, like, your grandma could be a real asshole about it. Yeah, I, I mean, she was an asshole. I don't think she was trying to be an asshole about this, though. Okay, like, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll grant her that one, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this this poem, like, I, I think when I was closer in age to whatever the age of this older brother is supposed to be, like it would have also not occurred to me to take children very seriously. Like it was a more fun poem. Right. Um, yeah. Cause like he just says, like, I didn't know where I was going with this. And he's just like using his imagination to kind of torture his little brother. Not that I would have, not that I would have like, uh, tried to, uh, create like a bad mental state for a kid or something, but like the kind of, nonsense that i went through with my sister like this is so mild in comparison yeah yeah (laughs) and also like notably i think a lot of people like become parents at about this guy's age yeah right right so like then that that then that's you know that's this kid's entire world is like someone fucking with him because they can basically right right uh which explains why like i i feel like it's a phenomenon of like the past 50 years, maybe, maybe less, uh, that people are pushing back parenthood to like their 30s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that explains why old people are so fucked up in the head. <laughs> I'm a good counterexample against this idea a little bit because uh, my parents were both uh, about 40 uh, and constantly my dad fucked with me a lot. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, some people don't grow up. <laughs> but but Max is normal. Max and I talk on a regular basis, and Max is one yeah. of the most normal people I know. <laughs> I'm absolutely yeah. The normist. The normist. Boop. <laughs> Boop. Okay, right. so so actually, um, this segues well into the next topic, which is the some potatoes diet. All right, let's hear it. So Max and I were talking about this, and we had to stop talking about it because uh, I realized that this was one of my topics, and uh, like I just I couldn't I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear to have the same conversation twice. Yeah, you're burning past. <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> so um, there's a there's a guy. I have to think that this is a man. There's a man on the internet who is running this like dangerous, uncontrolled experiment where he's asking. But he's anonymously asking people to try an all-potatoes diet. Uh-huh. Uh, he's trying to do this research on um, obesity and, like, why obesity rates are so high. Oh, now. like, not like, here, this is a good idea. This is, like, help me find out if this is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, so if you're running, like, a medical um, uh, test, you have to get permissions from the National Institutes of Health. You have to go through all kinds of boards um, to show that your project is statistically sound and that it won't harm people um, on and on and on and on. And then you have to have like a large enough sample size with enough technicians to 
um, basically like uh, administer the tests and take data and then analyze it um, so that like you are not wasting taxpayer money doing something that's like going to harm the participants in this test. And you generally try and compensate people if they want to be part of this test. It's enormously expensive to run um, like, you know, a vac- vaccination test or new new drug test or anything like that. So this person is like, hey, why don't we all just try this? So, this is the spirit of science. Like, all that stuff is just, it's just window dressing. Right. But, but the, he has this blog. And again, it's this window dressing and ethics. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, just going through like all of the things that it could possibly be like why global obesity is up. Right. And is it lithium, uh, that we're exposed to and like trucking grease? Is it, you know, is it glyphosate? Is it this, that, the other thing? And like, I have argued extensively with this person over Twitter where I, I really have the sense that they do not know their ass from their elbow about statistics. Uh-huh. And so I'm very <laughs> upset about this thing. However, uh, this all potatoes diet is very interesting to me. So like people who go on it tend to report that they lose a lot of weight very quickly. They keep it off and they can just like exist on the potatoes diet. Uh, and you don't eat anything with the potatoes except for salt. Um, and huh. occasionally, you occasionally eat the skins because they have vitamin C, but uh, most of the time you can't. And so, like potatoes um, are actually like very high, very nutritious. They have a lot of different nutrients in them. Exactly, exactly. And so, and so, like even though, uh, like all of these things have crossed my mind, and I hate this person personally uh, <laughs> based on my interactions with them on Twitter. I was like, I'm going to try the all potatoes diet. I don't really need to lose weight. I just wanted to see if I could do it. So, um, so I asked Max. <laughs> <laughs> so Max brought this up um, and said, and said, like, uh, this sounds like something that you've tried. And I said, I did try. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew in my bones this was like a very Erica thing. <laughs> that you would have some sort of like form of opinions and mm-hmm. have like attempted this in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's all the background. So um so I asked Max, like, how long do you think I I uh managed to stay on the all potatoes diet? So you can stay on it for like a year. Like people manage to stay on it for a year. Some people kind of burn out and some people like find it very challenging to um, to actually plan for it because potatoes are not very dense calorically and you have to eat a lot of them. So you have to prep them ahead of time. And uh, but some people find that they can't they can't really do it like potatoes don't agree with them or something. Um, most people stay on it for about 20 days. So, Max, what was your guess? I forget what my real <laughs> my guess was like I'm. Um... My guess was a month and a half. Okay, you said to me 10 days. I did. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jim, do you have a guess of how long I managed to stay on uh, the all potatoes diet? 30 years. <laughs> That's a little too high. Do you want to do you want to adjust downwards? <laughs> I would guess like a month, yeah. You were breastfed potatoes. Okay. Yeah. And I I did like post some of my like like potato prepping on the on the discord chat so i'm sure you saw some of this Mm -hmm. um i managed to stay on it for less than one day (laughs) (laughs) famous potato hater and then i had like 40 
40 potatoes to get through. Uh, like, so we had like a lot of potato salads and we had potato side dishes and stuff like that, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. You can't have a potato salad on the all potatoes diet. It has mayonnaise in it. Uh, no, no, I don't eat mayonnaise. <laughs> Not on the all potatoes um, diet. You don't. Yeah, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do it without fats. Um, I, like I, I just started like immediately feeling like woozy and weird. Um, uh, after about like eight hours of eating potatoes and I was eating a lot of them, you know, it wasn't calories or anything like that. Right. Um, yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So like it was a normal diet after that with like a lot of potatoes in it. Um, and I did end up losing some weight by eating too many potatoes, but, <laughs> but it, it came back after I stopped eating the potatoes. Like I had seen initially on Twitter, I feel like I got this much after you, but I, I saw, uh, the game designer and science communicator, uh, Nikki Case, mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, uh, and they were, uh, like they were reporting their personal findings for like what their weight was every day doing the they did 40 days wow. of potatoes but they so they reported their um their findings for 150 days mm-hmm. uh and they did like 40 days of uh only potatoes and then there was some potatoes <laughs> <laughs> uh and then well sorry it was p- 40 days of potatoes post potatoes and then half tato half tato uh, yeah <laughs> yeah and uh this is their like their little graph for it but like they 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 for them personally they lost uh over 10 pounds uh in 40 days with only potatoes yeah and then they gained back about half of that in the same amount of time uh post potatoes <laughs> and then they experienced weight loss again uh, but about half the rate on the half tato diet. Yeah, and so yeah. To, be, to be so let's 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 talk about this for a second because like losing ten pounds is basically like not losing any weight. It it, yeah. depe- it depends. If right? you are like, okay, yeah. If you are like nearly fit, losing ten pounds is great. Uh, I would need to lose like over a hundred pounds to be fit, uh, and that's yeah. like that would be a statistical miracle if that happened. That's also my body as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would say I'm like more on the side of like it, like I can't lose ten pounds because like I I don't know like my body is just stuck at this point and like I used to be fitter and now I'm not so fit and I can become more muscular but I'm always the same weight. Oh, so, interesting. Like yeah, for for me, um, like I don't even you know like weight is something that it's like a scientific interest to me but like i don't i don't care about it in the way that i used to because it it doesn't budge but i know that i can be healthier right um like i know that i i should be doing more yoga for example because i know my muscle mass um has decreased over time like losing body fat is kind of interesting and i think probably what's going on with the all potatoes diet is that you're just kind of overdosing your body on potassium and your body doesn't quite know what to do with it so it ramps something up in response 
Um, but that can also like land you in the hospital, right? So <laughs> you, have be, yeah. you, have, you have to be careful. Like if, if your body tells you to stop doing this, you have to stop doing it. If your body it. starts ramping things up, that's that could be good, could be not good. Yeah, not so good. Yeah, like my, my father-in-law, he's got some health problems, but he loves to eat bananas and broccoli and beans and all the bee foods. And like his doctor is like, you just have too much potassium in your blood. You got to cool it. <laughs> you know, and like, it, it seems to me like, like eating potatoes all the time should not actually be a good thing for you. I don't know why you can exist on it or why people, uh, why it, why it's a almost like a complete food. Like it doesn't have vitamin A and it doesn't have enough sodium in it, but it basically has everything else. Um, I was interested in how much like the soil makeup of like what potatoes are in impacts mm -hmm. like the nutrition of a potato. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem good to me uh, in a very armchair way like to like if something works to like make everyone lose weight without yeah. fail. Yeah. It's like, oh, that doesn't seem like a good thing. That seems uh, dangerous in some manner. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you would want you would want like a controlled medical study. Like, what are people losing? Are they losing muscle? Are they losing body fat? Like, what are you know? Are they you know? Are they actually okay? Does their blood work look okay? Like, does it affect your hormone levels? Like, those are things yeah. that really the the thing about doing like a controlled medical study about um, weight loss is that these studies like uniformly disqualify like anybody who's not the human norm from participating so like if you're not if you're obese you don't get to be part of this which is why like science doesn't know doctors don't know how much chemotherapy to give obese people for example oh that's horrible they're just not studied that's horrible well i mean yeah. i think i think if i think if this were targeted at weight loss then they would like i mean let's hope yeah or they might just like see how much pe like people who are nearly fit lose and then extrapolate. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm sorry. I just I just want to like I just want to apologize on behalf of like all scientists uh, <laughs> for like whatever medical statistics has become because that's not that's not right. That's not the way to do things. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I I think about health a lot. Um I object to like um to you know, people trying to, um, trying to classify obesity as like, uh, an illness or like apart from people's experience. Like I, it's just like whatever this has become, um, in our society, like I've, I've seen, I've seen a lot of like unhappiness geared towards, um, people with larger bodies. And like, I, it's really, it's really terrible. And I, I, I probably am not um, the target of that, but I, I don't think it should exist. And we should like revisit medical science with a, a very different philosophy to make sure that like, this is not the goal is to get rid of, you know, fatness, you know, yeah. it's yeah. just, I don't know, every, everything seems broken right now. Um, like I, I don't think it's like a bad thing to kind of investigate like why on average are people heavier than they were, you know, 20 years ago. There's something environmentally that's changing, but um but it's not because it's like bad to be to be heavy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a, a a quality experience <laughs> at the doctor's office today actually 
uh, I was trying to get a prescription refilled. Uh, and one common side effect of this prescription is uh, like differences in your sleep. Uh, and so they were asking me about like, do you sleep? Uh, how I, yeah. <laughs> do you sleep? How do you sleep? Uh, and uh, I was like, well, I sleep all right, but I'm I'm having a very kind of anxious, rough time in life right now. Uh, so that's impacted my sleep. Uh, and access to this medication has been rough. Uh, and it's like, this is a reasonable reason to have some sleep struggles right now. And I have no prior history of sleep trouble. Uh, but this doctor asked me, uh, they're like, so I'm wondering whether you have sleep apnea. Mm. Uh, and I was like, well, uh, I, they asked me if I snore and I don't snore and I don't wake up in the night. Uh, and I, uh, generally like sleep through the night. Well, and, but then this doctor was like, so I'm going to measure your neck. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what? Okay. We're, we're back to phrenology now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so they said it it correlates really well to sleep apnea if your neck is more than 34 uh centimeters in circumference. Or sorry, I think it was 43 centimeters in circumference. Uh and I said, "Okay." And I knew obviously that my neck is wider than that because I have a massive head <laughs> and a massive neck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh But uh yeah, they had to like wrap the measuring tape around my neck and they're like, ah, 51 centimeters. And I was like, okay. And they're like, so do you want to do a sleep study uh, and uh, possibly get a CPAP machine? And I'm like, I'm on Medicaid and I, I don't think it would cover a sleep study. And also, <laughs> I don't, I'm like, I don't think this is, uh, unless you like, there's further troubles, I, I don't think I'll pursue that path right now. But also, I've just been stuck on like that it's a, a standard number regardless of the size of the person yeah yeah hmm. hmm. well may- maybe like taller people also are more likely to have sleep apnea yeah and tiny people regardless of like how big or small like like yeah yeah <laughs> hmm. yeah i i wonder if there's some some kind of conserved thing there though because like um voices tend to be in a certain range so like you know vocal cords are probably about the same uh oh yeah if you're a bass you're more likely to have sleep apnea yeah maybe you know Mm -hmm. like your windpipe is probably about the same circumference regardless of your your neck i I wonder if there's a reason but sometimes there's not you know sometimes there's really not just why people are like distrustful of medical science is like it doesn't work out sometimes that's true But you said it was a positive experience because they didn't they didn't press you to have the sleep study. Uh, no, I sorry, I was being a bit sarcastic. Oh, I don't okay, think it was okay. A positive experience. <laughs> uh, it was interesting though. I did I did a sleep study. I know we're sort of over time, um, but I'm always like sleepy and I tend to fall asleep during the day, and uh, I feel like I sort of have a sleeping disorder. And they they're like, you want to do a sleep study? And I'm like, sure. So I did a sleep study, and they're like, you know, you sort of have a sleeping disorder. <laughs> You're like right on the border of having a sleeping disorder. And I'm like, yeah, right on. <laughs> Are we ready for another topic? Sure. Uh, Max, your topic is plants to can see, sort of. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I 
posted a link to this uh, in the topic bucket. It's uh, this recent study where basically there's uh, parasitic plants um, that they they sort of latch on to uh, a host plant and take nutrients from that host plant. And some of them will imitate the host plant's leaves with their own leaves. And some of them can uh, reproduce multiple types of host plants, depending on what host plant they're attached to. Uh, but then there's this recent study that um, this one uh, parasitic plant that's that's uh, really adept, it can like adapt to many different host plants, where like the leaves naturally kind of, um, they, they have like sort of uh, three points to them. But depending on the host plant, their leaves can like drastically change shape. Uh, and this one can do, I think it was like five or six ones that we know of. But then uh, they attached this plant to a plastic fake plant. Uh, and it accurately recreated the plastic fake plant's leaves. That's pretty incredible. This is this, yeah. this is the kind of thing that I like. I always check first when I see something like this. Like, was it published April first? It was <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, there's a bunch of uh, there's like there's you know there's a bunch of articles about this, but I I linked to like uh the one in more of a journal because I was just like, it's a really hard thing to believe, and it's really hard to like. The only thing it has like it has to be seeing in some way. Because the plastic fake plant only has that in common with a real plant. Right. It doesn't have any mechanism for gene transfer or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, it it seems like if there's... So they're talking about plant um, ocelli, like like little kind of eyelets almost. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, like, I'm not against the concept of like plants being you know they're they're very light sensitive and everything like i'm not opposed to them having mechanisms to detect and respond to light mm -hmm. but what would be like the there's no central nervous system like how would it make a decision like where where is it making a decision to like make like an extra like my sense of it loblet I don't know this 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 I don't know how this would actually work but my sense of it is this is more like you know taking a photograph like a mechanical process almost that that sees a shape and recreates it but, yeah, but I, what is that recreating you know like, yeah how does it do it yeah who knows because I've worked I I so I used to work in like the insect robotics lab and one of the projects we were doing had to do with like uh creating uh sort of machine vision for on board of a fly-sized fly robot. Um and because of the limits of the weight and the size, we it had a camera that was basically it didn't have a lens and it was it was just like a pinhole camera that had a sensor that was only 64 pixels. Uh and so 8 by 8. Yeah. Uh nice one. And we were trying to get it to distinguish between like a rough sense of like predator and prey. Uh, so we had like photos of flowers in black and white, high contrast, and like silhouettes of birds. Uh, and like we roughly got that to work, but uh, obviously, like that has like a central centralized decision making in a way that I don't know how the plant would. But like I see your idea, Jim, of like it being 
like a mechanical process, but like how does it how does it compare the leaves that it's like? Like how would it how would it differentiate like that's a leaf versus that's the background? Yeah, yeah. It also says that it like it didn't do the mimicry until the spring and summer. Like it wouldn't do it in the winter. Yeah, so I'm wondering if there's something else going on here as well. Now we're getting into sort of like. This is something I should probably have like a professional opinion. On. <laughs> 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 to be careful what I say about this, <laughs> but plants are like real wild. Like you know these like Venus flytraps and the sensitive plants and stuff like that. You touch them and they kind of, um, kind of very quickly snap closed and stuff. Like I love those kinds of things. And yeah. then I I realized like at some point when I was like messing around with a, a sensitive plant. Uh, that like they don't have muscles, <laughs> you know. Like, how are they closing their leaves? Like, they're they're just doing something that changes the hydraulics of the leaves like really fast. Um, they don't have muscles, like you know the way that you would, you know, move your arm off of something hot. Uh, you know, whatever they're doing is something totally different. Like their signaling mechanisms are different. Like they achieve the same effect, but the, they're not using the same mechanisms at all. This is very difficult to kind of like even hypothesize what's going on when you don't understand the underlying mechanism of how they do things. You know. So did you then figure out how they close their close their mouths? I I mean I I I have to assume it's some kind of hydraulics, but I've never I've never followed up on it. Like everything is a mystery to me. Like every that's, everything that's is a mystery to me. So like at some point I just like go play clicker games and forget about my brain because it's <laughs> so it's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Can't solve every mystery. <laughs> Gotta just click on things for a while. <laughs> I'll, I'll read about it one day. Maybe maybe it's frog fractions too. Maybe it belongs as like the last, you know, plant hydraulics is frog fractions too. <laughs> Send one final tweet. <laughs> if you give this plant the right leaves, it releases like uh, into its root system. It becomes frog fractions five. Yeah, frog fractions six in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the time we have for topic lords. <laughs> Uh, Erica, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me in the Discord. Come hang out in the Discord. And Max, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can also find me in the Discord, sort of. If you want to talk to me in the Discord, uh, give me a shout. At me, listeners. You know how people say don't at me? That's yeah. a Twitter thing, because adding people on Twitter is is, is violence. But apparently adding people in Discord is just like, it's just like a friendly hello. It's friendly. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but listener, listener beware. Don't be fooled by the other Maxes in the Discord. Max is <laughs> Max with two Xs and a Y. That's right. Yeah. There's many Maxes. It's a forest of, there's some, yeah, some mimicry. <laughs> Not mimicry. There's just other Maxes and they're also they thems. So you can't tell the difference between any maxes. <laughs> but they're also good, you know? Join us under a leisure time. <laughs> yeah. Also hire me. Hire also Max. Hire Max. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords. This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, 
who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com, and you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode!